Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. And don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. You can watch good things too. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And today we get to meet someone cool, someone who took kind of a pivot in her professional direction. She is a nurse by trade, but I guess She's also a tattoo artist by trade. Joining us today is Heather Darby from Hattiesburg to share more. Hey, Heather. Hey, Rebecca. How are you? I think this is cool. I'd say you're a nurse by night and a tattoo artist by day, but really, no, you're kind of both, right, at the same time? Yes, I am. I'm kind of both. (laughs) But let's start back with your nursing days, because it led into your current career as helping women, uh, particularly during um, sensitive times after breast cancer or maybe just trying to, um, you know, make themselves feel better. What led you or your interest into where you're at now with your profession? You know, I get asked that all the time, and it's it's really hard to say. Um, I was kind of in a place where I had been a full-time nurse for a really long time, um, and then I had small kids, and, you know, it was a time where I could not have to be full-time, and so I had an interest um, in medical tattooing, and I love to draw, and so I'm kind of my own, an artist in my own way, and so this was a little career path that I could be a nurse and an artist and help others in doing that. So I got interested in medical tattooing um, and started, uh, you know, kind of following that path and, and got a little bit of training and then lots and lots of training. And and so it went from being something I could do a day or two a week to something that I could do every single day. You know, I've, I've gotten so busy that... Um, I can be in my studio, you know, every day. So I'm really, really thankful for that. And Heather, this is a really special niche, like your medical tattooing. And I'm going to ask you to define that when someone's listening. What does that mean? You are bridging the gap or providing a service that there is a lot of women who maybe walked the same journey of breast cancer or other uh, medical issues that you can help sort of bring them back to feeling like themselves or just sort of give them a little bit of hope or healing. And so how do you define medical tattooing? How is it different, should I say that, than maybe traditional tattoos? Well, I would say the setting for one. Um, if I was in that situation myself, I personally would not want to go to a traditional tattoo parlor per se. Um, 
I would feel more comfortable myself uh, if I was going to someone that I knew had been a nurse for 20 years, like myself, um, in a very private, comfortable setting. And so that's what I offer. You know, I've, I've been a patient care provider for so long that that flows into that. Um, and so it really, really makes my, my patients feel so much more comfortable and, you know, it eases them to be able to come to someone that is used to taking care of people. I love that you call them patients and not necessarily clients or customers, right? Because you really are providing <laughs> kind of a medical service. So who are your patients? What, what type of individuals find themselves coming um, to your studio? Well, when it comes to my 3D areola work, which is what I'm most proud of, um, it is those that have had breast cancer. Um, they have gone through multiple surgeries. They have gone through reconstruction, and they're at the end of their journey. Um, I'm kind of that cherry on top. Um, and so you want that to be, very, you know, perfect because you've been through all of these steps um, in that journey and that very last step is what I do and and it has to be perfect so I actually tattoo the areola back on the breast um, and to the naked eye it looks you can't tell the difference it's absolutely perfect and it it looks just like a normal areola would and not that your patients are walking around town naked and sort of showing off, you know, their tattoos. Right. Not all tattoos should be shown, <laughs> right? But what does it mean to them personally, just as, you know, a woman to sort of be able to look in the mirror or take a shower or be intimate with their partner and just feel whole? Um, most of them tell me they just want to feel normal again. And a lot of them will say it's not important to me. It wasn't important to me, and I never thought it would be. But now, you know, when I get out of the shower or when I look in the mirror, now I'm not reminded. I think not having them there is also a reminder of what they've been through. Um, and so this, you know, provides them with that, I don't see anything anymore. It's just normal and, and looks exactly like the real thing. And I think this is an area so interesting to me where you can take multiple talents and sort of use it in a different way. There may be, I'm sure there's a lot of your patients who come through your studio there, Heather, that probably have no other tattoos on their body, would have never, right. you know, and that this is not a just pros or cons or whatever. It's your body. Do it. Do what you want in terms of decorating it. But there's a lot that would say, oh, I would never, you know, necessarily choose to get a traditional tattoo. But when you think of it in terms of medical purposes or sort of bridging that gap, it's a different conversation. What other sort of medical tattoos are there that you uh, provide? Um, scars, for one, um, C-section scars, uh, facelift scars, um, or it could have been a scar from an accident. Um, I do some of those things. I also do some other things like skin care uh, Microneedling, it also helps with scarring um, and stretch marks and hyperpigmented skin or discolorations. So all of that kind of falls into what I do as well. I also do cosmetic things. I kind of just branch out from, from the areola work. So I do also do all the, the eyeliner and the eyebrows and lips. But what I'm most proud of is the 3D areola work and helping those ladies after they've 
finish their journey uh, with, you know, all their breast cancer uh post-mastectomy and reconstruction. I feel like there's probably a lot who just don't know that this service is available or they think it's unattainable or it's just not here in Mississippi. Right. So are you the only one in Mississippi doing it or in the Pine Belt or is there a way for those listening to good things all over the state to get this service if they choose? Uh, I'm the only one that I know of that is a nurse that was trained under the lady that I was trained in, uh, trained under, I'm sorry, um, but I know that there are others um, that that do, uh, I'd say, dabble in, in it. I don't know that there is anyone that maybe takes it as serious as I do. Um, kind of, you know, almost obsessed with it at some point where I practice so much because I want it to be so perfect. So I don't think that there's anyone that does. Um, does it to the point that I do. But I know that there are some other people available in Mississippi that would do it. How long would it take for you to do the areola for someone? Is it a day visit? Is it multiple visits? No, it's complete the the day that you come. So it takes me about an hour for each side. Um, So you're complete whenever you leave. But I do want to see my patient back in about six weeks just so I can look at it and see if I need to do any you know, little minor details, but you'd be complete with one session. I feel like that would be worthy of a road trip to Hattiesburg if somebody if met the qualifications and it it would mean that much to them. So um, I actually know that we've connected a listener before. I don't know if they're listening today, but talked about how it was a it was a husband who actually um, gave your information to his wife and you completed something she didn't realize she needed. So, you know, for those that are like, oh, what does this matter for others? This is really big deal. And so it's a it's a huge boost in, in overall self-confidence and well-being. So how do they get in touch with you, Heather? I think what you offer is really cool. Yeah, so I have a Facebook page. I cannot post pictures on Facebook. Uh, of, of Imagine Arizona, that. Even though, it is a <laughs> even though it is a tattoo, I mean, I see it as a, a piece of art, but uh, Facebook does not see it that way. You can, however, look me up um, as Pigments Permanent Cosmetics, just like the ink pigments. Um, so I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I can post on Instagram pictures, so you can see lots and lots of pictures of my work there. I also have a uh, website, and it's just pigmentspermanentcosmetics.com. Um, you can find my number there, uh, pictures, all of that. Um, all over social media. Well, Heather, I appreciate what you're doing. I love that you just took your interest and you found a way to really give back to a community that deserves it and needs it. So kudos to you, and I hope you have a good day. Uh, you too. Thank you so much. All righty. I'll stick with this. We've got more for you coming up next. Beat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. 
can watch good things. We're on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Don't forget, too, you can subscribe to Super Talk Mississippi News this week in Mississippi Newsletter, and it'll get you the news stories you need to know from the most powerful name in Mississippi News, and it's delivered straight to your email inbox. So if you want to go there, you can sign up for free over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. And if you missed any of our information with Heather, our last guest here on Good Things, it'll be up on YouTube later over at supertalk.com. YouTube slash Super Talk if you want to find it. But I got tickled with myself because when we were ending our conversation, I told her to have a nice day, which is kind of weird and random here on the radio. But we've come to that weird part of the year where you no longer have like a formal greeting or I guess what's what's the word for when you leave somebody when you're you're not a greeting. What's the opposite of greeting? What is that called? A salute to salutation. A See you later. Is it a salutation? I don't know. But whatever it is, the opposite of when you greet somebody, when you say goodbye. So for the last several months, it's either... A farewell? A farewell. It's either Merry Christmas or, you know, Happy New Year. And then at what point do you no longer say Happy New Year? I know we're like mid-January. It's a farewell, Matthew uh, Matthew the Bagpiper said. And so I I just got called up. The proper terminology is a valediction. <laughs> well, bye. Just didn't sound right at the time, and so you find, you get and you get in the habit of Happy New Year or Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, you know, Happy Mardi Gras. I guess I could technically use that right now. We're in the we're it's in coming the, around. It's coming around. It's a lot of events have have kicked off and gotten started here in Mississippi, um, and they're on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, but. It just, you know, I feel like I just need, I need a way to, it feels odd. I feel like I'm leaving something sort of out. And so if you feel that way too, I just keep on with the Happy New Year. I think you should be able to use it at least till February. I mean, technically, if you were talking to someone from an Asian country, it would be New Year this Sunday because they have the Lunar New Year that they celebrate. Well, there's something for everybody. And there you go. I guess as long as you're just not rude and you tip your hat, you can go on. And it's that, yeah, it's just that odd time of year. You're just not sure how you're supposed to say hello or goodbye. But as long as you're doing it well, I think that's good. There is one man who's saying goodbye to Walmart for the best way possible. He's saying farewell. For all the bad news that social media gets, I have to say this one's been making the rounds, and it warms my heart. And if you had not heard it, you just need to. It was a TikTok video that raised $100,000, and it allowed an 82-year-old Walmart employee the ability to retire. And it's just a good story about someone taking the time to get to know their person who was standing at the door and talking to them just a little bit. The greeter. The greeter. And just realizing, hey, this is somebody who is well put in his working um, years, obviously, for who knows reasons, was unable to fully retire. And in conversation, um, the the and he's a, he's a veteran. He's a uh, Navy veteran. And he's still grinding away, working eight to nine hour shifts at Walmart. And so the guy decided... Warren walked into Walmart and decided, you know what, this is going to be the last time you do that. I, he got on TikTok. He made his video. For whatever reason, the universe conspired for it to go viral. And the good people of the interwebs raised $108,000 for the gentleman. And he is able to now pay off certain bills, create some stability, and enjoy whatever life has left for him. And I thought, see... This is how you all come together and you work for for a good cause. So I think that 
that is pretty cool. If you haven't seen it, then I will make sure we we post it over on the Good Things Facebook group or tweet it out if you want to read the whole article. But that's a good way that um, social media can be used to be a positive light in someone's life. Here's another good headline, though. This is one I feel like I always appreciate when there are championships or world breaks that you could try for yourself. And my girls have gotten big into puzzles. And so, well, one, because the little one's finally figuring out. But our puzzles is like 20 pieces, 25 pieces. She's three. And they take us about an hour because she's three. And so how long do you think someone fast could put together a 5,500-piece puzzle? That's a big puzzle. 500 pieces, mm-hmm. I'll say four minutes okay a little bit longer than that took her 50 minutes 500 pieces in four minutes i was just thinking there are crazy records and the human body is an incredible machine when when focused on a single thing to do so i was i guess i overshot a bit well maybe she'll get better at the same same one she's 32 years old here's the cool part she is a professional puzzler did you know that they're Put that in your Instagram bio. That is a small umbrella to be under. I am a professional puzzler. I am puzzled at my profession, would be probably more of us would fall under that. She now competes in jigsaw championships, in case you're looking for something to get out there and stretch your competitive edge with. And she's always loved puzzles, and she turned her hobby into her job after she was sharing videos of her skills over the last couple of years. And so who knew that there was going to be... That's got to be how the cup stacking started. It, has it was to just be. one person that was insanely good at it and was like, you know what? I got to make money doing this. I agree. She was so good. She competed in the National Jigsaw Puzzle Championship in San Diego back in October. She finished in second place, even though her entire puzzle edge fell on the floor. So she had to pick that back up. And that was a 500 piece in 50 minutes as well. She was competing against 99 top puzzlers. So there is a. <laughs> There's a puzzle underground. There's a puzzle underground. Who knew? I mean, this is something where I really feel like the human brain is fascinating. If you have the ability to put out the puzzle and then 500 pieces is a lot. I mean, do you start with the outer? Is that kind of how you do it, Rhino? Or are you one that just starts trying to figure it out? Because it's different. I mean, once you get that big, you start, do you take your time and like put all of your like pieces sort of together? How do you go about puzzling uh usually i try to do the outside the because it's easier to find a flat edge and you just kind of make a pile of puzzle pieces that have a flat edge and then you you make the outline and work from the outward outside in but i have had before working on a puzzle where you you open the box and there's just this chunk of puzzle that's still put together and it kind of feels like cheating but that's where i'm starting all right we've got these (laughs) 20 pieces already ready put that right there we're going to work from there What's the biggest puzzle you've ever put together? Ah, uh, it's been years since I even touched a puzzle, but I want to say the biggest we did was 1,500 pieces. Do we have any puzzlers out there? I want to know how big your puzzles are. I know a lot of families like to do that together. There's even tables that you have built that are like your puzzling tables, like kind of like your Lego stand, and it's the way you decompress. You come in, you, you get a beverage, you sit there and just work on the puzzle a little bit. Or maybe you spend whole weekends trying to, you know, conquer the things. I like a puzzle. They frustrate me. They challenge my brain because, I, you know, I, it gets to me. I want things all to fit. So I, I like the task. 
But it takes me a lot longer. It would take me a lot longer than 50 minutes unless it is so easy that you can sort of see how the pieces come together. It's the ones where the colors and the shading start to all blend and, you know, like a sunset or a nature scene or something like that, that you start to really say ugly words. And then it's no longer helping with your mental health and blood pressure. It's doing the reverse. Have you seen where artists have started using puzzles to create art? Like puzzle Seems pieces? a little crazy, but like yeah. Like they're that, using... When when you when you're making puzzles, generally you you print the picture that the puzzle is going to be mm-hmm. on the stock, and there aren't that many variations of the jigsaw puzzle itself per company. So they're not going to spend all that money to make a thousand different die cuts to cut ah. the puzzles out with. So entrepreneurial artists have gone and purchased a whole bunch of different puzzles. From the same puzzle company. Mind-boggling. And the the pieces still fit together, but the picture isn't the same. So they they make these weird, surreal masterpieces just using puzzle pieces. Jeff in Oxford says, I'm not thrilled to finish a puzzle. I'm thrilled to finish a puzzle with all the pieces being there. I was just thinking, too, porch cat, sneaky, sneaky, take away a piecey, piecey. So would the little baby, right? They're terrible. Maybe that's why we don't do big puzzles anymore, because little hands like to play. They don't understand, and they'll just walk away with one. And that would be traumatic, right? And then there's some that y'all glue them he's them all together and then you frame them I feel like that work needs to live on if you've done it it would be mind-boggling to do all that work and then all right let's just put it all back in the box I can't imagine well it's Friday and we've got Tanya back to talk movies so we got a lot coming up next here on good things Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. George, George, George of the jungle strong as he can be. Don't forget, you can watch Good Things. We are on computer, your mobile device. Head on over to supertalktv.com. And if you're looking to watch a movie, we got you covered. We got Tanya back. You vacayed, I vacayed. We, so it's been a minute. And then the holidays. And I know. So I feel like there's so much to catch up on. I will say, I know this is the old one. We took the girls to see Puss in Boots. And it was so cute. Wasn't it? It was my only homework I've done over the last, yeah. like, three weeks. But but I know there's been a lot more to catch up on that. But how are you? I'm doing great. Um, glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah, lots to talk about. Yes, lots to talk about. Um, there's not a whole lot going on in the theater this weekend as far as new releases. But before we get to that, 
I had the opportunity to go to the Critics' Choice Awards Sunday. Fun. So it was great, um, you know, great list of winners to talk about. The best picture was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which seems to be the one that's Picking up steam. The, yeah. Steam. So I feel like we're getting Oscar nominations. It's either next week or the next. I think it's next week. Um, so I feel like we're going to hear that movie's name called a lot. Best actor was Brendan Fraser, who played George at the Jungle that we just heard. Uh, best actress, Kate Blanchett, for um, Tar. Supporting actor was Ki Hu Kwan. You worked everything, on that one. <laughs> everything, everywhere, all at once. And the cool thing about him is he was the little kid in one of the Indiana Jones Short movies. Short round. Yes, yes. Ah. And so now he's all grown up. He's been out of the business for the most part for the past 25 years. And, you know, looking for a job, nobody would hire him. And he, the... Uh, two guys that directed this movie started thinking about him like hey I wonder what happened to him and one thing leads to the other and here you go he's got this Oscar potentially Oscar nominated role Um, and then supporting actress which I was so excited about is Angela Bassett for Wakanda Forever uh, Black Panther so a lot of great great uh, winners and uh you know they also do television awards which i'm not a part of that group but i'm a tv fan so i was super excited because better call saul won a lot of acting ensemble uh, and best series awards so that was kind of fun to see all those people did anybody that you voted for get snubbed uh yes i will admit i voted for austin butler for elvis and of course he didn't win but I was glad to see Brendan win because he, th- he, that's the problem. There's so many great performances. But didn't he just win a Golden Globe? Yes, he did win the Golden Globe. So, you know, and that's another thing. It's like, you know, I like it when different actors win different things. It's not a sweep. It's, yeah. That way everybody gets a little bit of metal, you know. I understand. So what's been going on in, on the big screen the last three weeks? Yeah, so last week I wasn't here, so we didn't get to talk about a man called Otto. Who, Is that out? Yeah, it's the new Tom Hanks movie. And um, it is such a heartwarming movie. He plays a guy. And, 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 you know, Tom can do anything. I mean, he just can transform. And you really believe he is who, you know, you forget you're looking at Tom Hanks. He's so good. Um, but he plays a guy who's a widower. And he... Um, is depressed, misses his wife, and attempts to take his own life several times unsuccessfully. Um, and he's, you know, kind of planning to do it again when he meets these neighbors that suddenly become his family. And he gets involved uh, reluctantly in their lives. And before you know it, he's got a new family. So it's just a really, really sweet, uh, uplifting movie. It is PG-13, and it's long. It's a little over two hours. Is it streaming anywhere? It's not streaming yet. Um, so right now you'll have to go to the theater if you want to see it, and I definitely recommend it. It's a, it's a good one. Um, to me, it kind of gave me Forrest Gump vibes. I mean, d- different movie for sure, but it's just one of those that kind of makes you feel good. And you love the man- you love you love him. Yeah, man- yeah. And um, the big new release this weekend is called Missing. Um, now no, I, I don't. <laughs> I know it's too realistic, uh-huh. 
But a few years ago, we had searching, um, and this was about a dad who was looking for his missing daughter. This is a standalone sequel, um, and in this one, it's reversed. A daughter is looking for her missing mom. And so Nia Long stars as the mom, and Storm Reed as the daughter, and she disappears in Columbia while she's on vacation with a new boyfriend. And so her daughter uses all of the resources that she has, all the technical resources, to try to put together and figure out what's happened to her mom. And, of course, along the way, she finds out some things about her mother she didn't know, some things about other people she didn't know. And, you know, so it's very suspenseful, interesting and like you said, a I, little too I, close yeah. to home. <laughs> I've seen the trailers for it, and I just can't do it. I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah, I couldn't do it. Or you should, and you should take notes in case you wind up being the one that needs to find somebody. Yeah, though. for sure. And the interesting thing about it, the you know, searching that was out a few years ago, um, that was one of the first movies. The entire movie was like a screen, like a you know, like a device screen. And so, you know, you were constantly seeing texts and saw, Facebook pages. Um, an interview between the, the mom and the daughter in that movie. And I don't think anywhere in the movie, I don't know how it ends, but very few scenes, if any, they're actually in a scene together. Yeah, yeah. And so because of that, you know, these movies are not really expensive to make. So even if they don't come out on top this weekend, and but it probably will not because Avatar is still going strong. Um, it's still out there. I mean, it's still going to make enough money to to pay for itself. Yeah, it's going to be a, a I feel success. like it'd be a good streamer, too, though, for all of the junkies out there who enjoy the crime and the dateline-y kind of things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you just like a good whodunit, you know, it, this is a good one to check out for sure. So is Avatar earning its money? Oh, yeah. It keeps breaking records every week. It's I like, want to see it. It's just a commitment. It is. It really is, but I can assure you it is worth it. I've heard that from several people. Yeah. I, I, you know, to me, if you didn't like the first one, and so many people that I've talked to, uh, in the last month or so did not like the first one and that's kind of where I was and I thought well I'm giving it another shot and I watched it again I still didn't just love it but I think I liked it more but this new one Way of Water is uh, just excellent really really well done is there anything coming up behind it? or? Um, yeah, we've got a couple more things. Um, as far as January, the only other big new release is next weekend. It's called Women Talking. This is one that has gotten, it was nominated for a Critics' Choice Award, as along with some of the actresses that are in it. But it's about a group of, a religious group of Mennonite women. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, but there are crimes being committed in their little colony and so they have to decide, are we going to stay here and fight? Are we going to stay here and do nothing? Or are we going to leave? So that's what it's about. So based on a true story? Of it, any kind? Yes, it, has to be, yeah. it's, it's, it is. And it's um, adapted from a book that was written a couple of years ago. And um, I've seen it. It's one of those that's a lot of big time actors in it. Um of course, I'm drawing a blank, but the the original Queen Elizabeth on The Crown, she's in it. Um, Jesse Buckley. Um, but just fantastic performances, you know. And it seems like every award show, a different group 
is nominated and i'm like how in the world do you decide who to pick out because everybody is really really good in it um but february we've got some big ones the first one is 30 for i mean 80 for brady ass is that not yeah. out yet they're doing a they are pushing that PR. yes they are and i feel like it's going to do really well it looks really cute and then knock at the cabin this is the no, new m9 <laughs> that yeah that will probably hurt cabin rentals for a while uh after people go and see that one we have another Magic Mike movie coming out in February. Titanic is being re-released for the 25th anniversary. And the one that I'm probably the most excited about, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quant- Quantumania. Uh, Quantumania. Is that his daughter in the previews with him, or is that like another girlfriend? Um, you talking about Paul and, Rudd? Yes. I mean, Ant- Ant-Man? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was... I called I mean, it not being able to fully focus yeah, on it. The Wasp is his girlfriend. Got it. Yeah. So... Um, is she the same person as in the last one? I think so. I, I haven't heard of any casting changes. So... Maybe she just... Maybe she did her hair different. Yeah. I know that there are some where she's got short hair and some where she's got longer. And I don't know if any of that has to do with the, the jump, the snap, you know, all that on vacation we watched jurassic park world dominion the last one yeah the people i were with had never seen jurassic park so they're great bookends so we went all the way back to the first one. Oh, good and introduced them to that one i'll have to say if you haven't watched it even if you haven't watched any in the middle they do a really nice job of paying homage to the first one yes i thought that i know that's way i'm way behind but yeah. <laughs> i really i did enjoy i enjoyed that sort of flashback all right we got a lot to enjoy Got a busy, I guess, week coming up of movies, too, so we'll see you back next week. Sounds good. All right, y'all stick with us. we got a little bit more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And of course, you can find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. I got tickled during the break. I had a good friend text me and say, I'd rather stick a fork in my eye than watch a movie about Tom Brady. <laughs> so your allegiance to your, to your uh, sports runs deep for some of you. I could care less about the whoever the football player is, but you have to say the cast for the ladies in what is it 80s for brady or something like that yeah something like that something like that is phenomenal and i was just sharing with uh, tanya the sad part is if she was still with us you know betty white would have made a cameo or been part of the cast or would have had something you know sort of to do with it just to add that little bit of extra humor and comedy for for the lineup that they have i love i don't know much about it of course i've just sort of watched the commercials but apparently it may be based loosely on a real uh, oh, yeah. on a real story and so that intrigues me like i want to meet the actual women who finagle their way into 
the Super Bowl because I feel like that's the kind of 80-year-old I want to be. I, I feel like me and my friends, we would make great, sneaky, conniving 75, 80-year-olds um, up to you know mischief well into in your octagon octagon years. If not, then when? Right? If not, then when? I mean, I would much rather watch a movie about a group of 80-year-old women trying to sneak in to see Tom Brady I'd much rather watch that over the movie Women Talking. Wow, when she said the title, I was like, well, that's every day that's, here. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's pretty much, from what I've seen from the reviews, that's all the movie is. Uh, it's just women talking. Just women sitting around talking. Oh, well, you know, welcome to probably everybody's life every, <laughs> every sort of day. So the, but the, um, but the Jurassic World thing, though, it reminded me, and I know it's an old one, and it's it's not Jurassic, you know, it's Jurassic World, Dominion, what, I don't know, the last I've one. I've lost track of last it. Last track. So it just, you know, we're finally getting to that age, Rhino, where things generationally, obviously our kids hadn't seen things, but I was with young mid-20-year-olds, and they were like, never seen Jurassic Park. I was like, what? What do you mean you've never seen Jurassic Park? And they're like, no. It was like four or five of them. I was like, I feel like you can't be American if you haven't seen Jurassic Park. And so it was my pleasure to bring them back up to where they belong. But for them, it was the same way that I started off with the Marvel Universe. I watched the end first. I watched um, Endgame, and then, which technically still, I guess, is the end, but it's not. There's been other things after it. And then went back. It caught my interest and then went back. So watching that one and then going back to the very original Jurassic Park it really was cool to sort of see the evolution in the original and then sort of how they capped it. I don't know if it's the last one that they'll do because I know it's not Jurassic Park, it's Jurassic World and there's a the whole thing. But um, they did, how they sort of, you know, winked at the original was um, was cool. I appreciated that. It's That's one of the few movie franchises where you could actually do that and you wouldn't have the younger generation poking fun at the hokey graphics or the cheesy special effects from the original because those special effects that they used in the original Jurassic Park all the way back in the mid to early 90s they still hold up remarkably well that T-Rex in the rain looks like it's a real T-Rex in the rain even though it's majority CGI they did yes they did. and talking you know earlier this week when we were talking about the symphony and the orchestra the music and the soundtrack really made Jurassic the original Jurassic Park super creepy right at the right time you can hear the sounds of you know of running and the danger like it's all done sort of perfectly well and we were talking about puzzles earlier and Hammy texted in and with a photo of a puzzle he put together with a six year old last night and it is a whole dinosaur sort of thing so i thought that went well with the with the jurassic park conversation so kudos to that um to that puzzle and rhett and ridgeland said jurassic park is the last movie i watched multiple 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 times in the movie theaters but girls if you want a date night just know it's friday february the 10th they're re-releasing the titanic you know it's a fun fact that was my very first air quote date that I got to get in a car with a boy and go somewhere and come back was the <laughs> so that was 25 years ago that I went on my very first air quote like date. That's a much better first date movie than my first movie date, which I didn't get to drive the girl. Got 
to go pick up the girl and uh, got dropped off at the movies. But I didn't do my research going in, and we went to see City of Angels. Oh, well, that relationship ended quite about like the Titanic, so you know. <laughs> I mean, the ending of Titanic is it, it it's ambiguous as to how you feel. The ending of City of Angels is just that's a downer. Yeah. That's, you know, you just know it's coming when she's riding her bicycle with the arms and then a Mack truck of all <laughs> things. <laughs> On that note. No more Meg Ryan. <laughs> stick with us. We got more, more, really, no more of her. She went away. We got Sports Talk coming up next from 3 to 6. And Rhino and I will meet you back here Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.